Hi there, and welcome to the very latest edition of the International Nightlight Show. With us for the first time in this new year is Melvin, speaking to us from his home in San Antonio, Texas. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Happy New Year, Melvin. It's always great to have you on the show, as you always have something very fresh and very timely to teach. What do you have for us this time? Yeah, so Simon, uh, I've been teaching a lot of classes. I mean, the Lord has been pouring down classes that it is so beautiful. But uh, I'm seeing that a lot of times people, they like to hear new things, but they're not, what you call, allowing the, the Word of God that is already taught to renew their mind to the level where they can actually walk as God intends for us to walk. Right? Right. And so I was teaching, and so that's how this class came out. I titled it As Your Soul Prosperous, of course, that is from Third John, Chapter 1. And uh, there's a real key here that God wants us to understand and to pay attention to. Yes. Because even though our whole spirit is recreated, we have all the authority, power, uh, inheritances, uh, love, joy, peace, all of that is in our recreated spirit, yet we as Christians are not seeing that manifest on a daily basis. Right. We sometimes have a little manifestation here and there, but as Christians, we are still continuing to walk as normal people. So this class really helped uh, me and a lot of people wrote me back saying that, you know, it really helped them to be able to see where the lack is. And the lack is 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 in our soul. Now, our spirit, our soul and our body. Now, between the spirit and the body is our soul. Our soul, like I was explaining, it's uh, our thinking processes, our willpower, our attitudes, all of that. And the way we react, the emotions. I recently taught uh, a three-hour class on uh, emotions, human emotions, right? Not godly emotions, but human emotions, which is a great uh, hindrance to our walk as a Christian, to our Christian life. So the soul is where we as Christians uh, do not invest into. We think, oh, we need to feed our spirit. But our spirit doesn't need feeding because our spirit is complete. According to Colossians chapter 2, we are complete in him. That's right. But our soul is where all the old programming from all the years of us living on this earth and and, uh, receiving all of these uh, input from the world, from other religious uh, teachings, all of that has clouded it. So the soul, as long as the soul is not prospering, then it becomes very hard for us to put on the new man that is in our spirit, which is which is a recreated spirit. Yes. Now, without a soul being renewed to the Word of God, we can still live a Christian life in the sense that we can say, okay, God asked me to forgive, so I'll try to forgive. God wants me to love, so I'll try to love. All of that will it is possible to a certain degree, but not to the extent that God wants us to live that life unless a soul prosperous. So a lot of times people like classes and they take in a lot of information and they accumulate it. But if they don't meditate on the word that they already received so that the information is renewing their mind and the life of God starts to manifest in our daily life. Uh, Simon, I don't know if I taught a class on, on your program on the two lives, Zoe and Bios. Did I teach it? No, not yet. Sounds interesting. Oh, okay, maybe one day I'll teach it. It really, it clearly explains the, the do two different lives that uh, even as Christians we could be living. So that is the goal of this class: is to get our soul to prosper. 
It's nightlight. What a delight. Now, the written word and the living word, we we sometimes mix those two up. Even though they are they are the same, the living word is the word Jesus Christ. uh that is in our spirit he that is joined to the lord is of one spirit so our spirits are has the living word and that is jesus christ right and we are complete in our spirit yes but god gave us the written word uh for a purpose because the written word is what gets a soul renewed because in order for a mind to get renewed it needs the five sense based input because a carnal mind and a and a brain is natural so it it takes in for information from the natural world automatically right and so the written word is given to us so that when you study the word of god and when you insert this word into your thinking processes the written word has to come in through two of your senses that is either through your reading it or you hearing it right and that's how faith comes faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god not by anything else but by the word of god so the hearing is why we have the written word like paul said when he was on the earth he said i have given you the spoken word then he wrote epistles that is what we have today so whether we hear or whether we read the word of god with our own eyes that is the input that our carnal mind and the brain needs to get it renewed and the dna of god is in our spirit now i'm i'm talking about dna because today we can talk about it but like and paul and all they couldn't talk about it but we can because we live in a time when all of these things are more understood by people yes. so our, our spirit has nothing but the dna of god there is no darkness in there there is no weakness there is no lack of power our spirits are complete created in the image of christ wow and that's why i taught the class on more than a conqueror uh, that is who we are in the spirit we have the dna of more than a conqueror we have the dna of the son of god himself it's god and god put that same dna as a seed form in the word of god the written word i'm talking specially about the uh, the epistles and the new testament the dna jesus said the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life see that spirit and life that's the dna of god it's not that oh we read the word of god and i'm going to take the word of god and i am going to do it no that's the old testament in the new testament the word of god we have to engraft it into our soul and there and keep it there and we meditate on it till the power that is in the word of god now renews our mind to where we start living out of a spirit and not out of a flesh and that's what paul was saying right that's right follow the spirit walk after the spirit we don't be carnally minded but be spiritually minded see it's all about the mind so as christians if that part of our mind is not renewed if we are if our soul is not prospering then the new man that is created in the image of god is not going to manifest as god wants it to see god's goal is that every child of god walk in the new man or the new creation not that the child of god is going to take the word of god and say okay the word of god i have to do it and i'll try to do it no the flesh cannot do the word of god in that case for 2000 years the commandments could have been enough to keep people on the right path but it was not even though the commandments in the ten commandments was so much easier compared to what jesus gave us 
Jesus said, you look at a woman and lust after her, you already committed adultery. If you hate somebody in your heart or your brother, you already committed murder. It's so much higher than the Ten Commandments. Yes. So if human beings with their own willpower could not keep the Ten Commandments, no flesh was justified, then how can us try to do that in the flesh? That means with our own willpower, with our own dedication, commitment, I am going to forgive people from now on. No, that's not going to really work because as new creation, we've been given the same spirit of Christ living in us and our own spirit is joined in one with him. So in our spirit, we have the same DNA and the DNA is in the world. Peter talks about that. We are not born again of the corruptible seed but of the incorruptible seed of the God's word, which liveth and abideth forever. So the word of God in the Bible that we read, that has, the, that has a power to get your mind to change or to prosper or to think like God so that now the new man can start manifesting in a daily life. That is, that is what this class is all about. Nightlight. It's always bright when listening to Nightlight. You're listening to Nightlight. So, see, all of that, what God is talking about, it's a reality in our spirit, right? We are never defeated in the spirit, right? There is no defeat in our spirit. There is no a thought of losing or failing because God cannot fail and Jesus cannot fail. Amen. And our spirit is one with him. So we can't fail in our spirit. That is the real us. And that's what Paul was talking about. We are more than a conqueror. But Amen. in the flesh, in our daily life, if a carnal mind is ruling our lives, even though we might wake up, praise God, and think about God a little bit, and then we continue uh, our day without allowing the, the Word of God to continually flow through our mind so that this nature of God can manifest. Yes. Now, the DNA of God has the information that multiplies and produces the life of God in our soul and in our body. Jesus did not just die for our spirit. He recreated our spirit so that now our soul and our body can benefit by walking in the spirit or walking in the new creation or allowing the new man to be put on. See, that was the goal of Jesus coming to the earth. Of course, he had to forgive our sins because so that we can be recreated and we can become the righteousness of God. So that will not happen unless God took care of the sin problem. So he did that. And now God expects every child to walk, not just, okay, I'm going to be loving, I'm going to be kind. It's not, I'm going to be. We are already created to be lovers of God, lovers of people, but it's not happening in the, in the flesh. So even though our spirit is recreated with all the fullness of God and that quality of more than a conqueror that is in the nature of God, that same DNA is in the written word. And as you study the word of God, it pulls out that character of the nature of God into your life. And see, this this is the gospel. And this is what Paul was praying. He was saying that I'm laboring again, or I'm traveling in birth again, so that Christ can be formed in you. Paul said that a few times. He said, I'm traveling in birth so that Christ can be formed again. He's saying because he was getting frustrated to where people are not allowing the new nature of God to manifest. They're still going about trying to do it in their own strength. So Paul said, I'm not giving up because I'm traveling again. So till Christ be formed in you. And Simon, that is the goal that I have. That is the goal that God has given me or put in my heart. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. See, that desire I have came from God. It's not my thinking. 
And that's my desire to see that everyone I teach, I mean, every Christian walking in that fullness of Christ. So even though we have this fullness, the fullness is not going to manifest as long as your soul is not prospering. We know between the word of God and our spirit, our recreated spirit, we have this mountain of the blockage. We call it the carnal mind. Yes. When the Bible says, submit yourself unto God, what is he talking about? We already submitted ourselves to God. We received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are saved. We have become one with Christ. But now in our soul, we got to continuously submit ourselves to the Word of God throughout the day. See, because between our recreated spirit and our soul, we have something called the carnal mind. Right. And the carnal mind is always enmity with God. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you are giving money to the poor or you're doing this or doing that. We all have a carnal mind that has to be renewed. And so that mountain blocks all the goodness of God from manifesting in our daily life. And that's why Paul in Romans chapter 12, 2 says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. See, that mountain has to come down. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, 5, Paul said, pulling down of the strongholds. The weapons of warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. See, these strongholds are in the carnal mind. We all have them. But if you don't recognize we have them, we live with them, then our life is going to be a life of a Christian trying to do what God wants them to do without the power thereof. Right. And can we still do it? Yeah, we can still do it to some extent, but that wasn't God's will. God's will was that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How is that going to happen? That's going to happen when we allow the recreated spirit in us to be put on into a soul. So the carnal mind right there is that blocking. And we can call it the flesh. The Bible calls it the flesh. The flesh is not just your mind. It's also the strongholds that are produced from the mind, which is all kinds of strongholds of defeat, strongholds of uh, jealousy, strongholds of doubt, fear, worry, anxiety, comparing. Anyway, all of those are strongholds that's already built up, right? And that is the flesh. That is a sum or the collection of all your thoughts and habits that we have created. So between the DNA of God's word in the Bible and the reality of God's life in your spirit, we have this flesh. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 8. Uh, Simon, can we go to Romans chapter 8, please? Which verses? Yeah, Romans 8, uh, 13 and 14, yes. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yes. So see, that, that's a clear sign in the Word of God, the truth, telling us that if we do not get our soul to prosper, if we do not get it renewed, if we do not walk after the Spirit, then we are not going to experience the things of God that is already given to us. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now see, people think that means, oh, I'm being led to go to Africa, I'm being led to go to become a doctor. No, it says very clearly that that is not what it is. Of course, the Spirit does lead us in that area too, but it is a daily mortifying of the flesh. Shining bright through the dark night. You're listening to Nightlight. Let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 21. It says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, 
which is able to save your souls. Sometimes we don't understand the, the salvation that Christ died for us to have. The salvation was for the spirit, for the soul, and for the body. Yes. It wasn't just so that we can die and go to heaven one day. No, Jesus prayed for all three. We can read that in Isaiah. Chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So he prayed for our spirit that is recreated immediately when he received Christ. But then we have something called the saving of our soul. Our soul is the carnal, the fleshly side of us that we live in the world. The part of us that interacts directly with the world. That was not automatically saved when we, when we became Christians. And that's why we still had thoughts from the previous lives. We had attitudes, we had habits that we had before we got saved. And a lot of that continued. So James is saying all this filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, all that are happening is because our souls are still being saved. So when we take the word of God and engraft it or insert it into our thinking processes, now again, the word graft, we know that from gardening or people call it horticulture. We right. take one part of a branch or root of another tree and uh, connect it with another plant and we tie it. And I don't know all about it, but you know, some people really know what I'm talking about. And that once you tie it and keep it till they become one, now you can produce a different kind of rose plant, flower or whatever, right? Right. See, that is engrafting. We don't need to take the Word of God and engraft it into our spirit. Our spirit has the DNA of the Word of God. It is perfect. It's complete. But in our soul, we got to take the Word of God and engraft it or insert it, which is able to renew our mind to the saving of our soul. So now what is the saving of the soul? That is where the life of Christ starts to manifest every day in our daily life. But see, that part is not taught in the Christian communities. They are taught that Christians have to use their willpower and do the word God told you to do. That's impossible. Try loving your enemies. You can't love your enemies. It's impossible. But Christians are still trying and they get frustrated. They, they give up. No, that, that, that life will only be produced when our souls have the engrafted word inserted into it. And as, as we renew our mind, that is meditating on the word of God, now the same nature starts to produce. That's what James is talking about. All this filthiness, all this sin, all the things that we are struggling so hard to fight against falls away as the word of God starts to take root. But sometimes people, they listen to a class or read the word of God and they say, okay, I got it. But they never go back to the class or they never go back to reading it. Like Simon, you were sharing today, you were reading some words that you used to read when you first became a missionary. And you're going and you're going back to it and you're saying it's coming alive. See, that's the same thing like with the Word of God. It has to be engrafted and then you got to meditate on it day and night till the newly engrafted idea or thought or the word now becomes the reality in your mind. See, that is how your soul prospers. Yes. So in James 1, the word engrafted is the most important thing there. And we got to really pay attention to it. Yes. Now look at this uh, word, to receive with meekness the engrafted word. See, a lot of times as Christians, we take the word of God and we judge it. Like we say, oh, I don't know. It doesn't say you, you can't study the word of God. Yeah, and you got to ask the Holy Spirit what it means. That is good to understand it. But sometimes we cast out some, some of God's word and say, oh, I don't believe in that no more. 
and that's what a lot of uh, churches have done and that's why we have so many denominations in the world because they don't take the word of God or they don't rightly divide the word of truth they don't think okay this was for the people in the old testament under a different covenant this is for me as a new creature they don't rightly divide the word through the help of the holy spirit so they think okay this person said there is no more healing uh, in the world anymore that was only for the disciples or you can't cast out demons because that's not available for christians today see they're picking and choosing you no know, the word receive with meekness the engrafted word simon means meekness means to just believe what god's word says on that subject amen jesus said i'm meek and lowly in heart jesus was meek and lowly in heart it is not meek means oh i can't do nothing i'm nobody no he took in the every word that god spoke through him to the holy spirit he took it see that's meekness the bible says uh, moses was the meekest man on earth the reason he was meek was he was willing to do what god just told him to do he knew he couldn't deliver his people but at the same time he was willing to follow what everything god said except when god told him don't strike the rock speak to the rock moses struck it and then he ended up not going to the promised land so that is that is meekness we have this wrong idea about meekness meekness means just acting really low and really humble and pretending to be nobody no meekness is understanding what god's word says and believing it and doing it when god god says that i am more than a conqueror uh, if i am meek i will believe it and that's all i will believe and that's what jesus was talking about let's go to colossians chapter 210 i want to make sure that we understand this colossians 2:10 so when you're saved your spirit is complete colossians 2:10 and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power yeah we are complete in him so as christians who are born again we are in him that is what shock about and we are complete in him so in our spirit we are complete we don't need nothing no more help but we still have the part the saving of the soul Now in the spirit you cannot complete anything by reading God's word day and night your spirit is complete you're not adding anything to it God completed it for us but if your soul is not automatically lined up with your spirit then the transfer or the transformation that Romans chapter 12 2 is talking about is not going to happen now the only thing that lines up your soul to your spirit is the engrafted word not just the word but the word that you have allowed to be meditated upon till it has renewed your subconscious mind that's what he's talking about jesus said if you abide in me and my words abide in you see the word abiding is the engrafting i know in the past i read a lot of god's word but i never really engrafted it i mean i had a mental knowledge of it i could teach a class out of my mind but it wasn't producing the life that i needed and that god wanted me to have in my daily walk with him right so we got to take that word and insert it into our soul and once you inserted it you need to meditate on it till it sticks and it's done through the meditating and that then your mind is renewed and now the bible says you will be able to prove that which is good acceptable and perfect will of god See as a Christian God is challenging us in uh, Romans 12:2 says when your mind is renewed you will prove that which is good acceptable and perfect will of God what did Jesus say these signs shall follow them they shall take up any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall cast out devils they shall speak in new tongues they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover they shall preach the gospel they shall make disciples of all nations they shall walk in authority in power they shall walk as the children of God in love in peace in joy all of that 
we, we need to prove that it works in our life. But that doesn't happen because our soul is still not prospering to that degree. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Now let's go to Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Okay, again, John is writing to Christians. He's saying, Beloved, that's why he says, Beloved. They are Christians, he knows them. He write, he's writing to this church. He's saying, I wish above all things. So whenever the Bible says all things, we need to pay attention. All things, everything more. All things that you may prosper and be in health. The word prosper, people think today we have prosperity preachers that are preaching and preaching. I was listening to somebody the other day. I just heard on TV, Guy K. Warrior was talking about, he already has a $30 million jet, right? <laughs> and he says he was traveling in the jet and the Lord spoke to him. I'm not, I'm not doubting whether God spoke to him or not. I'm not saying that. But God told him, you need to look for a $60 million jet. I want you to ex extend your faith. What? Now, whether God spoke to him or not, I don't, I'm not judging him. But see, it's a, that's a preaching that comes out. Prosperity means money. That's right. And wealth and this and that. See, no, the word prosper here is the goodness of God, the life of God manifesting in our every area of our life, which includes all our needs getting met so that we have no need. The Bible says when Joseph was in prison and he prospered because God was with him. See, that is what the life of God is the prosperity that New Testament is talking about. So that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So here, God's word is making a direct connection between your soul prospering, that means the word of God is now engrafted into your mind, and now that is dominating your mind. So that is how our soul prospereth. Yes, that's clear. Now we're going to understand something. There is three kinds of prosperity. As we are three-part being, we are a spirit, soul, and a body. The prosperity of the spirit is when we get saved, our spirits are recreated in the image of God. We become sons of God. Now that is prosperity. There is Our spirit is not going to prosper anymore. It's complete. Now the prosperity of the soul is when your mind is renewed to where the word of God is now dominating your every action, everything that you do on a daily basis. Right. And the prosperity of the body is when you walk in divine health, which Jesus paid for. Not that we are getting uh, sick and getting healed. Yeah, Jesus paid for that, but he paid so that we can walk in divine health where sickness and disease cannot touch us. See, that is God's word. I believe it. Now, do I get hit with sickness sometimes? Yes, I do. And by the grace of God, I get healed. Right. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes it's shorter. But that's not my goal. My goal is to walk in the prosperity of my body, just like Jesus walked. To where, when a serpent bites uh, Paul, he doesn't even uh, care about it. He just shakes it up because he's walking in divine health. That is a prosperity that Jesus paid for us. All three stages, spirit, soul, and body, Jesus paid for it. So here John is saying, as your soul, that is the middle thing, that is what is blocking everything. So as your soul prospers, prospering it is getting to be enjoying the life of God, manifesting in every part of our, our existence on this earth. 
and that is gospel that is called the salvation that jesus paid for it that's what paul said how can we neglect such a great salvation he wasn't just talking about us getting saved and going to heaven he was talking about today now he saying christians are neglecting it how are they neglecting it because they they hold on to a part of the salvation and say okay i'm saved i'm going to heaven now i need to try and do something for god no that salvation is for our daily living also eternal life paul told timothy lay hold on eternal life i taught that in one of my classes lay hold that is the prospering of the soul that is called the saving of the soul too so there's a direct connection between our health our well-being and all our needs getting met to where we have no want like in uh, psalms 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want i mean we study that uh, scripture all the time we we sing songs on it but i didn't really understand that till i realized wait a minute i shall not want if the lord is my shepherd then i shall not want see that's the prosperity of the soul and of the body you're not looking to get healed you are walking in health but people say oh no that is not possible i know or pastors personally that have been walking in divine health for 40 years wow without a cold without a headache without nothing and some of these pastors are praying for for covid patients who are coughing in their face while they are praying and yet they don't catch it praise god such a great salvation for that is a salvation paul said that that i may experience or that i may know the resurrection power of our lord jesus christ he's talking about now and simon this is available to us it's given to us and that's why we are called sons of god but because we don't get a soul to prosper we settle down to the fact that okay salvation means just a forgiveness of sins and one day going to heaven and that's what the devil has convinced the whole church christianity everywhere but jesus said my burden is light my yoke is easy so if jesus said love your enemies and bless them that curse you you can't do that unless the love of god manifest in us and that's the life of christ that's the life of god it's never completely dark when you're listening to nightlight So how does a soul prosper? You got to engraft the word into your soul. Keep it there and meditate on it throughout the week until it is attached to your thinking process. As a result, the DNA in that engrafted word will start multiplying to produce a stronghold so that you are now thinking from a renewed mind. A stronghold comes from thinking processes and imaginations. And we already have the strongholds I was talking about in different classes. And once you have the mind renewed to God's word in certain area now the mind of Christ is what is operational in our daily life in that area i i know it's happening to me not in every area but in many areas my mind is now operating according to the mind of Christ to where when things come into my mind it automatically rejects it says no we are not going there that is not who i am in Christ so when i'm not teaching this classes so that it is something out like a pie in the sky that you can never reach no it is god's word and it is established in heaven we have to establish in our own life right now look at verse 3 and 4 in the same chapter for i rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee even as thou walkest in the truth i have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth Yeah. So in the beginning in verse 2, John said about all things I wish. Now in verse 3 and 4, he says I rejoice greatly when the brethren, he's talking to Christians, came and testified of the truth that is in this talking about Gaius, the truth that is in thee. 
not just in our mind but it is operational even as thou walkest in the truth the word walk is always in the soul and in the body your spirit doesn't walk in the world your spirit walks through your soul and your body that's right so even as thou walkest in the truth not only that the truth that is in you but you're walking in the truth i have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth I mean that's amazing. I mean I I know I teach classes to different people and this dear sister in uh, Canada that teach on a on a weekly basis every time when before I start the class she's talking about how the word of God has gotten her soul to be renewed that she's walking there she doesn't feel these emotions anymore she doesn't feel that negative things that are happening she has feet see see I I love to hear that amen super testimony now as a teacher I can't get anyone's mind renewed all I can do is insert the word or give the word and people have to take it and engraft it and hold it and meditate on it And see that's what John is saying I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth walk in the truth see that is a manifestation of the reality of the life of God the word truth is not saying Jesus is the son of God yeah that's a truth but the truth the bible is talking about here Simon is called a reality a reality can be experienced not just thought about people say yeah you know i have it by faith no faith will produce the reality and that's what john is saying you're walking in the reality that means his soul is getting renewed it's prospering so now he's walking what is he connecting with he's not connecting with prayer he's not connecting with fasting he's not connecting with tithing or any any other thing he's connecting it directly with the word of god being engrafted into the soul of gaius amen simon it's amazing when that happens i mean i had a lot of verses in my in my head that i knew that i used to teach but it's different now when i start taking that word and engrafting and say father i i need to experience this not that i need to do this no i need to experience i need to walk in this father that life the nature your nature needs to manifest in my daily life see that is how we prove once our mind is renewed we are transformed into the same life and it's amazing simon uh, the lord gave me this class on the two lives zoe and bios and i recorded it okay uh, maybe one day i'll record it too because it kind of, it explains a lot more in details of what i'm talking about here so the truth that is engrafted becomes the stronghold in a soul and the living word now the living word that is the word that is in us now jesus christ which is also the bible calls it the mind of christ that is in our spirit now starts to be released into your soul as the word of god engrafted is held there and meditated upon and that is the way simon that is the steps taking the word of god believing it first embracing it you are persuaded with it and you embrace it and you hold it on there by meditation on that scripture till it becomes a reality in your life see that is when this transfer or the transformation of the new creation happens and that's exactly what jesus was talking about simon uh, in john chapter right he was talking about you are the wine sorry i am the wine you are the branches right right see that's engrafting we are a branch now we are stuck connected to jesus so the same life that is in jesus has to flow into the into the branch so that the branch can bear fruit so if the life that is in the wine doesn't flow through that branch then the fruit that is going to come out is not going to be what god is expecting that's right see that is engrafted word that is what we are doing 
we are continually allowing the nutrition, the life that is coming from the roots of the vine or the tree into the branch. And if the branch is not producing the kind of fruit that God intended into it, it to produce, there's only one reason, that is because the life is not flowing. Now that doesn't mean you're not saved you're not, or you're going to hell. It just means that at that time, we are not letting the life flow out. And that's what Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Jesus is the wine. We abide in him and then the words, that is the life, that is the DNA, start to flow into our daily lives. And now we see the truth in the New Testament, what it means to walk as a new creature. It's no more struggling. It's no more trying to get rid of sin. Sin is no more a problem because sin has no more dominion over us. And when you're engrafting the word of God, sin cannot stop you from engrafting unless you allow it. But if you allow your carnal mind, your natural mind not to go into the word of God, then sin can take over and can dominate. But the Bible says we, sin cannot dominate us anymore. Sin has no dominion over us. Of course, he's talking about our spirit, but also in our soul. Christians are taught fight sin, overcome sin, do this. No, Jesus already overcame sin and he put that quality in us, that power. All we have to do is get the engrafted word, get our souls to uh, prosper. And sin will fall off by itself because the entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. See, the entrance of thy word, when the light comes in, you hold it and you keep it engrafted to your carnal mind that is dark. And as you do that, the entrance of the word giveth life. And that is a prosperity that the Bible is talking about in our soul. As a soul prospereth, our finances, our, our, we walk in divine health, our relationships, depression, sickness, disease cannot touch you. Because those things are from darkness. People say, but you know, all Christians experience that. Yeah, but there are Christians who are engrafting that the word of God and they're not depressed. Or are they jealous? Or are they envious? Because this is the life that Jesus came to give us. And Ephesians chapter 4 says we are to grow up into the fullness of Christ. Was Christ walking around jealous and bitter and unforgiving and envious? No, he wasn't. And the Bible says we are supposed to grow into him in all things. And you can't do that by your own strength, your own understanding, your own putting two and two together and using your willpower. No, that's not the process for a Christian. That's the process in the Old Testament and for every other religious people. For us, it is the way that God ordained. Meditate on his, on his word day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. See, that's the life that is flowing into a Christian. But people think, oh, you know, Melvin is always teaching on mind renewal. No, but the mind renewal is the key to everything else that God has provided, right? Right. So if our soul doesn't prosper, I mean, we could be rich, we could be good, we could have good health, all of that. But we got to understand that's not divine health. Divine health is a health that where sickness and disease doesn't touch us. Now the Hindus, there are many Hindus that are healthy, happy, and there are Muslims too. So we can't judge our life, oh, okay, now... No, of course it's a blessing to us to be healthy. But God's goal is that sickness and disease cannot touch you. John talks about it too. He said, he keepeth himself and the wicked one touches him not. He's talking about us. He's saying, when you, when your soul prospereth, the evil one cannot touch you. Now people might, like Paul, Paul got persecuted and Jesus promised Paul that. 
But you can see right there when he got beaten by a serpent, he just shook it off. He got beaten many, many a times, and next day he was out there preaching the gospel. That is the divine health. That is the health that that comes out of a spirit, and we can walk in it. It's not unreal. It's not something that given to some special people. It's given to all of us. All of us have the same thing. Yes. But. If we don't engraft the word, then our soul is not going to prosper to the level that the life of God is now what is manifesting in our daily life. But Simon, there, there are there there are strongholds in our mind that are built up, and there are doubts also. Oh no, you know, healing doesn't work anymore. Or maybe it might work for Simon and Melvin, but it's not working for me. Oh no, I don't think I'll ever be financially stable. All those thoughts come from the DNA of Satan, from the world. That's right. That is a stronghold in our minds. The stronghold that is from God, from the mind of Christ, will never talk like that. The reason we talk like that, oh, I, I'm going to catch COVID, or oh, I have a flu, or oh, my sister had cancer, I might get cancer. Those are the DNA from the words of Satan. Yes. And Satan's words also have DNA to produce darkness, sickness, disease in our body. That's right. Mental anguish, fear, worry, jealousy. And the more we meditate on it, or oh, that is the that is the word we are engrafting into a carnal mind, then a carnal mind is not going to prosper according to God's word. It's going to prosper according to what you're listening to. See. There has been COVID going on in my school. Two of my kids came down with it. Two or three teachers came down with it. The pastor came down with it. And every time they're texting me, it's all about glorifying Satan and glorifying COVID. Oh, she came down. Oh, he's came down. Oh, I got a sore throat. I think I have it. What are they passing on? I'm not going to glorify what Satan is doing. I don't want the seed. I don't want the DNA. I want the DNA of God to be engrafted into my soul. I'm not saying you can't talk about it or it's wrong or it's a sin, but I have to guard my mind. What is the DNA or the seed? The DNA is in the seed. What is the seed that's coming into my mind? In this world right now, when the whole world is going crazy with fear, worry, anxiety, sickness, disease, I don't want those seeds. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't care how many people died in the States, how many people have sickness. I don't care about those numbers. I care about what Jesus can use me to do. Amen. Can I help somebody? Can I pray for someone that can get healed? See, I want the engrafted word so that my soul can prosper. And as my soul prospers, everything around me prospers. Amen. And that was a blessing of Abraham that that was given to us. The Bible says we have the blessings of Abraham too. See, wherever Abraham went, he was prosperous. When he and uh, Lot had to split up, Abraham was the oldest one. And according to tradition, he could choose the most, the best land or the better land. But he looked at Lot and said, Lot, you choose. You go left, I'll go right. You go right, I'll go left. What Abraham was saying is it doesn't matter where I go. That land is going to be blessed. That's right. And that was, that was Abraham. You know, that covenant wasn't the covenant we have today. We have a covenant based on better promises. So that should be an attitude. That should be the way we think. Where I go, I'm going to be blessed. The Bible says God will bless your going out and coming in. When you're in the market, your shop, your business. See, that is a mentality we got to engraft ourselves into. Not what the world is talking about, COVID and all of that. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. So Simon, uh, with all of my heart, I know, I don't know if a lot of people will understand what I'm teaching today, but I know with all of my heart, God's word is true in this topic. And we need to get down to that, that place to see what are we engrafting into our soul? Yes. What are we talking about? Are we talking more about a sickness 
Or are we talking about God's word says why he strives we are healed? And then the engrafted word has to stick and stay. That's what it means. So forever, we're not going to talk about the junk. We're going to talk about no. God's word says, I will restore health unto thee and heal thee of all thy wounds. That is what I'm engrafting uh, into my soul. That is where my soul is going to prosper as I think on these things. Amen. Just like in Philippians chapter 4. Whatso things are true, what is true? Only God's word is true. Everything else is wrong. Whatso things are true, whatso things are lovely. What's it? Those are the things we are supposed to engraft and meditate upon, nothing else. So Simon, I can guarantee you because it is God's word and it works for me. I'm not perfect. I haven't achieved anything. Um, my goal yet to that level, but every day I'm seeing this change in my life. So I'm not struggling against sin. I'm trying to kick out sin. I sin sometimes. I do. And grace teaches me to move on and help me out of that. But I'm seeing this new life manifesting in my daily life. And for me, it is it's a surprise because I thought I had walking in the life of God, but I wasn't to the extent God wanted me to. Right. So, Simon, if you have another time, yeah, I can record the second part of it. But anyway, this is good. That'd be great. The goal is to know that we need this engrafted word, not just the word, but it had to be engrafted into us. And as we do that, we're going to see the amazing life that Jesus promised and died for us to have. Like I said in many classes, Simon, I don't want to miss out on anything that Jesus paid for me to have. I want to walk in all of it. Me too. Okay, love you guys. God bless you. You have any questions, Simon? No, that was all very clear, Melvin. And if you have more to teach on this topic, yeah, we would, of course, love to have you come back on the show very shortly. Yeah, it's amazing, Simon, that every time I teach this class, it's always different. It has the same... the. Matter is there. I mean, the Spirit speaks the same thing, but it goes into different angles. And I guess, you know, people who are going to listen to this, the Holy Spirit already knows what they need. So it just comes out. That's right. And uh, Simon, I'm so encouraged also by all that you're sharing here, what Sunshine is doing and how she's shepherding and taking care of all those young people and couples that are under your care. You're taking care of them. God bless her. So that's amazing. And that is what the end time is all about, is to win disciples and to you know, as walk as God's children and teach them to walk as God's children. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Okay, thanks once again, Melvin. And that brings us to the end of the show for this week. I've no idea what the topic of the show is going to be next week, but the Lord knows, and therefore I know that it's sure to be a show not be missed. Until then, God bless and keep you all. Bye for now. May I be an empty vessel Washed of guilt and stain Take this clay pot in your hands And mold me once again For every day your noble use Whatever I will may be May I be an empty vessel Cup, O oh Lord, with your living water sweet Quench my thirst, renew me with your Holy Spirit deep Fill me to the brim once more, and your vessel will I be Overflow my cup, O oh Lord
spirit out from me Wherever there is need Let me harvest, let me water Let me sow the seed For nothing that I do Compares to what you did for me When you poured out your life Till you were empty Empty now And fill me up Fill me up, Lord And pour me round Pour me round, Lord Empty me down Your spirit in Your spirit out Fill me. 